Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. (laughs) The next day, he took out two nearby and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Oh, thank you guys. That was awesome. You guys are so good at acting. We, um, we did miss a tiny bit out from the beginning. So actually, if we can just turn in our Bibles, if you've got them, to Luke 10, verse 25. Um, we always play a game in our youth group. The first person to find Luke 10, 25, put your hand up, you're the winner. Anyone got it? Who's got it? Oh, Nicola. Nice one. So I'm just going to read the beginning bit um, of Luke 10, verse 25. It says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Jesus, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is, it, what is written in the, Lord? in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And then Jesus responds with the story we've just heard. So it's the Good Samaritan. Who has heard this story before? Hands up. Great, great. So hopefully you guys have read it before and you've got the gist. It's about being kind to each other. It's about being kind to everyone. Okay? That's it. So I guess we can all go home now. (laughs) Sadly not. (laughs) I have heard this story many, many times. And yet, I still fall so far short of this example. And if you need to verify that, you can ask Dan. Um, This week, our family has been afflicted with illnesses brought home from school. I'm sure parents here can identify with that. And particularly in our weakness, it's so easy to be the exact opposite of the Good Samaritan. I have fallen so far short this week 
but to the people that I love most in the world, let alone my enemies. So maybe, for the sake of my family, we should unpick this story a bit more. So let's start by looking at the question that was asked by the expert of the law. I'm just talking about that. First off, um, in some translations it says the word the lawyer, um, who asked the question, but he wasn't a lawyer as we would know. He was an expert. He was um, in the Torah. He would have known the Old Testament law inside and out. Now, he says, now it says when he was trying to test Jesus, he asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He was trying to trap Jesus. Can anyone think what he might have been trying to get Jesus to say? Does anyone have any ideas? I think he was trying to say, get Jesus to say, Jesus, I'm the Messiah. To believe, to have eternal life and inherit eternal life, you need to believe in me, the Son of God, which would have been blasphemy. But um, fortunately, Jesus was an excellent teacher. He turns the question back on the lawyer. The lawyer responds, we need to... Um, to love God and we need to love our neighbor, quoting Deuteronomy. So this is a disaster for the lawyer. Instead of an intellectual fight that the lawyer was looking for, Jesus is agreeing with him. Jesus is like, yeah, I agree. We need to love God. We need to love our neighbor. We're all good. But the lawyer is determined not to leave with some kind of intellectual fight. So he comes back at Jesus again. Well, who is my neighbor? I think that question alone says a lot about the lawyer and the lawyer's heart. He would have seen the world as two kinds of people. People that are my neighbor and people that aren't. In the Jewish community, they would have seen themselves as each other's neighbors. And people like the Samaritans, the Gentiles, and anyone that was unclean, that wouldn't have been considered to be someone to be neighborly to. But Jesus responds with the story of the Good Samaritan that we saw so amazingly acted out. Jesus answers telling them that everyone is their neighbor. There is no limit. When Jesus says neighbor, he means all mankind, not the people that you feel deserve your kindness. So think about that in today's context. Is it a coworker who's taken credit for your ideas? Is it a friend's kid that's been bullying your own child? Or maybe it's a literal neighbor that's playing their music at 3 a.m. It's important to note that the Jews and Samaritans were not just rival groups with opposing rugby teams. They were enemies. The Samaritans were a people group that were originally from the Jewish community. But they had left the Jewish community to intermarry with other races. They were so hated by the Jews that the word Samaritan was a swear word. If you really wanted to insult another person, you would have called them a Samaritan. There was ongoing instances of bloodshed between the two groups. So Jesus' story makes the lawyer confess that the Samaritan was the neighbor but he can't even bring himself to say the word Samaritan. He says, it was the one that shows compassion. This would have been highly controversial. Surely, surely a Jewish man would not make the hero of his story a Samaritan. 
So what is Jesus' point by telling us this controversial story? Love everyone, show goodness to everyone. Yes, absolutely. But you've all heard this story before. And I know I'm not the only one that's fallen so far short of that standard. So I would suggest that there's a little more. Let's think, who in the story are the priest and Levite meant to represent? Have a think. I would argue that they are a picture of us. Everyone reading this story. I'm sure if I asked you now to think of a time when you passed over doing the right thing, because maybe you were scared of what others thought of you, or maybe in very bath fashion, we were just too much in a hurry to give time to someone that needed it. I know I have done that for sure. Now, what about the robbers? Who are they? I would argue that they are us too. Maybe not many of us in this room have physically hurt someone or beaten someone up, but I'm guessing most people have done it in our hearts and in our actions and in our words, behind people's backs. Also me. So what about the guy lying um, on, the, on the road, the guy that's beaten up, the broken man? Who do you think that is? You've guessed it. It's us. It's us again. Is there anyone here that at times feel broken? Anyone that maybe feels that we've fallen short? As a mother, I hear the expression mum guilt. I'm sure many of us have. But it's all of us. All of us fall short of our ideals. So finally, who in the Samaritan, um, who in the story is the Samaritan? Any ideas? Not us, that's for sure. Anyone but us. It's not us, it's Jesus. Let's look again at what Jesus, uh, the Samaritan does. The Samaritan has compassion on, on someone who hated him. The Samaritan saves the man. The Samaritan takes wine and oil and begins to heal the man. The Samaritan risks his life by putting the man on his donkey in what we know to be an extremely dangerous territory. The Samaritan takes the man to an inn and pays all his expenses. His generosity is boundless. The Samaritan gives the man everything he needs to save his life. Thank you, Jesus, that that is what you have done for me. So, going back to the lawyer's question, what must we do to inherit eternal life? Nothing. We can't do anything. Lying on the road, all we can do is allow ourselves to be rescued by the Good Samaritan. It's almost in the question. You can't do anything to inherit something. Neve and Cory didn't do anything to inherit my intelligence. Just kidding. They just got it. They had it. It was theirs. And when me and Dan die, they're going to get all their money. Not because of what they've done. It will just be theirs because they belong to us. So what was Jesus on his way to do when he tells this story? He's on his way to Jerusalem to die and save all of us. Jews, Gentiles, Samaritans, anyone else willing to believe. At great cost to himself, he gives us everything, just like the Samaritan. 
But it doesn't stop there, because it does say, go and do likewise. But we've heard this before and failed. We can't do this in our own strength. But through knowing the love of our Lord Jesus, our very own good Samaritan, we can love others without selfish motivation, knowing that we already have everything we need. All we need to do is acknowledge that we are the man on the side of the road that needed help. And now we can freely give to all what we've received from Jesus. And all we need to do that is just stay close to the Good Samaritan. So that's it. I'm just going to pray for us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our Good Samaritan. Thank you that you have healed us. You have saved us. Lord, would you help us to stay close to you that we might have compassion like you do. In Jesus' name, amen. I've been throwing paper on the floor. Better clear that up. That's all right. It's okay. Just be uh, still for a minute. Just continue. Just take a moment of prayer. We're going to respond in worship uh, in a second as our response to all that Jesus has done for us. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us to have a clearer picture of how you see us. Forgive us for our pride when we think of ourselves better than we really are. Would you help us to see more clearly and to accept the help that you bring to us? Father, we come afresh in our need of you this morning, longing for your touch, longing for your saving grace, longing for your love. We worship you, we thank you, we bless you that you are our God of love. In Jesus' name, amen.